Hello, everyone. Welcome to Rash's World. Today, we have a very special guest, Dr. Bruce Hutchison. Welcome to Rash's World. Hi, Rash. How are you doing today? Wonderful. So I'd like, I always get started here with a brief introduction. So if you can introduce yourself in a few words, how would you describe yourself in any way you see fit? Okay. Well, I'm Dr. Bruce Hutchison. I'm a retired clinical psychologist and became an author. Um, and um, I wrote the book called Emotions Don't Think. Um, emotional contagion in a time of turmoil, because uh, my training in psychology tells me that the emotions that are going on in the world and with people, with politicians, with the public, uh, with a number of uh, people in different places, uh, those emotions are something that we can learn to deal with and understand. Uh, and instead, I think people are just kind of reacting to it impulsively and um, which is typical for emotions, but if we're aware of how to manage the emotions and how to handle them, how to regulate them, we're likely going to be able to uh, respond in a more effective, uh, meaningful way that would be more um, constructive and helpful to people. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So your book, again, that we're going to talk about today is Emotions Don't Think, Emotional Contagion in a Time of Turmoil. Right. Um, definitely true about emotions. I mean, uh, and that's actually, uh, they're made to, to be not different from thinking. They just have basically the mind, a mind of their own. And, but the problem is really, um, trying to kind of, um, control certain parts of it or kind of to sift through and see like, what are some of the emotions we want? Because, your passion for this topic and writing the book is one of those positive emotions. And then there are also negative ones that are destructive. And we can, as you mentioned in your book, turmoil. This yes. is definitely true. You just have to look outside of the window and you see there's a lot of turmoil. Looking at the news, watching the news, there is a lot going on. So um, let's talk first about emotional contagion, because I really like that term that you, you, you talk about. Okay. Okay, well, that term's been around for a while now, but I don't think it's as it's as uh, people are as knowledgeable about that term as they should be, because you know emotions are contagious. Emotions will rub off on people. Mm -hmm. So when something's going on and something someone feels emotional uh, about something, it can be anger, it can be happiness, it can be a whole number of emotions, and if you're picking that up or aware of it in the vicinity of it, you may start to feel those feelings yourself. Um, and that comes from the mirror neurons that we carry inside us, right? And that kind of reflect back and absorb the, the emotions that are being uh, expressed. So we kind of pick it up uh, and have a milder version of it ourselves. And so, and my point is, it doesn't have to be automatic. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't happen to everyone automatically. Um, and so, there's a reason why, you know, it doesn't because people are trained not to do that. Um, there are many professions, uh, including my own as a psychologist and, and others, uh, journalists perhaps and, and uh, uh, lawyers and many others uh, who don't absorb the emotion that they're interviewing someone, someone's expressing as they're being interviewed. So, um, because if they did, then that would be ineffective for them. They couldn't write the story or they couldn't manage the case in court or whatever it was. If they started to, to feel strong feelings from the person, they would, for example, if someone started to cry, they couldn't very well handle the court case. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so, so I think the people 
as part of their training is that they're trained not to do that. Um, I can recall attending a meeting when I was working um, in in the hospital about a patient and uh, uh, the patient had a lot of difficulties, of course. And uh, so, but because of a situation, a lawyer had to attend. And um, the lawyer was the one who got most emotional about what was going on, mm-hmm. felt sympathy about it, uh, had a hard time handling it because of the because of the emotion. But most of us who were practitioners and in, in the field were familiar with these kinds of emotions and and could handle it well. So if we can handle it well, then others can do so as well. Now this is certainly not to blame anybody, and blame is another sense of emotion. It's just part of the way things go in life, and uh, we can't all be perfect, of course, or we'd be robust, but we can learn. Uh, how to regulate, manage, and handle emotions, especially when people in life are becoming, as you say, more critical, more emotional uh, about issues that come up that we see in life every all the time now in the last few years. Uh, so the the term of con- contagious is 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 very appropriate here because and it could yeah. go both ways because we see it when when we go out and we're smiling and so it's it's contagious and so these are the the mm-hmm. positive vibes that we are sending out. However, the opposite is true too. The anger when somebody's angry and they elicit angry responses. One mm-hmm. of the things that I've uh, I've noticed with myself and again as well as others, but myself as an example that I'm often also triggered by certain things, certain comments, certain things uh, cause a reaction. But when you talk about uh, management, it's absolutely true of not not instinctively reacting to it, but kind of taking a time out and looking at it and saying, I don't have to react this way. I have a choice. I don't have to respond to that in that way. Once I've done that, I've I've encountered anger, but when I've... uh, when I've answered with in a calm presence, the anger dissipated from the other person. So yes. I think that is something that a lot of us don't have the skills. And this is where your uh, your work is, is so important to, to kind of teach us to, to manage and regulate that. But mm-hmm. I think it's also a lot of people don't know that they actually do have a lot of control over their emotions to a right. large degree. Right. No, they don't. No, they don't. Um, they think they have, but they they don't. But they can get it, mm-hmm. and that's what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. And um, so, um, one of the ways to do that is to be aware of what the other person is doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're being emotional. It may not be purposeful. It may be a habit. Maybe subconscious. But if they're being angry, they're getting emotional in an angry way. The swearing and cursing and so on. And they they do that for a reason. Um, and again, it may not be a conscious thing or it may be conscious, I don't know, but um, but whatever, there's a purpose there. Mm-hmm. And if you can realize that and not react to them the way they want, mm-hmm. then things can be turned around in a 180 degree in, in a matter of a few moments. What they want is they're looking for a fight. They're looking yes, for an argument, yes, exactly. right? <laughs> but, but here's the rub. There are people who are very good at manipulating us. There are yes. people who are driving us. So when, when I look, for example, in a courtroom and just the, the whole trial is just emotion. I mean, you're appealing to the emotions of the jury. You're appealing yeah. to the emotions of the judge. And yeah. I'm, I'm actually worried about that because I'm thinking you're being swayed, not sure. by reason, not by making the no. just decision, 
you're you're swayed by emotions and that's the same yeah. way in politics when people vote for yeah. people they seem nice i like the the way this person speaks i like the way they look i like this person because he or she is famous and yeah. it's not based on principles and that is worse it's not just recent this has been going on for quite some time yes and we we've had in the past too where you say this person seems tough i like tough therefore i'm going to vote for this person regardless of what they stand for you know, yeah. so I, that is, especially exactly. in those moments, we're making, uh, uh, it's very dangerous. We're making it's a very, lot of errors. It's very dangerous, but people may not be aware of why it's dangerous, because um, they're voting in a way blindly. Now, mm -hmm. I introduced a term in my book called emotional voting. Mm -hmm. Now, the press will not touch this with a 10-foot pole, uh, maybe because they're not aware of it or they don't want to deal with it. I don't know. Um, but... Um, I once wrote a letter, I, I like to write letters to the editor, and uh, so I wrote a letter to say, point out that, you know, people, elections are not a place to vote against someone, they're <laughs> a place to vote for someone. Yes. yes. So, uh, interestingly enough, the newspaper put the words against and for in italics to <laughs> emphasize what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. So, good for them, because... If you vote against someone, well, you may be getting someone in then who's, you know, not as desirable as the person you're voting out without really knowing who you're voting for. Um, and um, so in emotional voting, what we get is is um, that the, the idea of comfort uh, and terms that go along with that, like poetry, poetic information, rhyming, you know, comfort from talking to people and talking in nice language and, and things like that. That's what sways the voter, not the content of the of the words. Uh, so I say, well, what happened to policy here? Mm -hmm. Okay. So policy has gone out the window. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure that if you uh, took a nice trip out in Vancouver where you're living and in the mountains and enjoying it and uh, appreciating it and had a nice time with uh, a politician, that you probably end up voting for that person because you enjoyed the, the mm -hmm. trip. Yes. yes. And uh, right. And so, but that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right. And we know that um, as a, as a fact, because as you say, it's not new. Vance Packard wrote the book back in the, in the fifties, sixties about uh, hidden persuaders. Mm -hmm. And I've had a number of people tell me about that book and remind me about that book. And uh, where he talked about the different ways that advertising can affect us in an unconscious way. Mm -hmm. And the same thing happens in politics. Mm -hmm. And so um, we have to be aware of that and be aware not to accept it that way. Be aware of the, of the phenomenon as it's going on. Intellectual knowledge about something that exists is not enough. We have to be able to identify it as it's happening. Yes, yes. And but I think it's like really also looking at the emotions, um, because we're being swayed without uh, awareness of, of emotions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and just to kind of, I think part of the problem is really because we are not in touch with our emotions. No. Because when, uh, when we see an, a situation that elicits anger, in my view, there's something else that's inside that person. That person is unhappy. That person wants yes. an outlet. So that's yes. why we call it a trigger because they're already ready to react and they're just yes. waiting to pounce. So yes. I, the issue is really like, and, and the media is not helping uh, and not blaming them, but 
this is also part of their job because uh, social media does the same thing. They want uh, emotional responses and it, it yeah. helps them and uh, uh, the business because media is a business. But it's, it's also it's our responsibility to not fall into that trap. And exactly. I think I think part of us is in our society, we have to really open up to emotions and being able to 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 process them, to deal with them, to realize what do I really feel? And one of the main issues, and I'd like to see your point uh, on this, uh, your point of view, is uh, I think there's we're, we're so, um, we feel so insecure that we want to conform to others. Yeah. So that we, it's basically now, uh, if we're looking at specifically the US, there are basically two choices. You're either on this side or on this side, and you try to please that group whatever it is. And no matter how extreme the views are going, you say, I don't want to be left out. I will follow that group. And that mm -hmm. is very dangerous because it's creating this artificial, I would say artificial divide uh, of is. people because they just want to please their group. Mm -hmm. And if mm -hmm. they're not pleasing them, mm -hmm. then they feel left out. Yeah. And it's a lot of fast thinking <laughs> uh, that's going on because, um, when people are observing something um, on TV or in a newspaper or a video of someone speaking, they have fast thinking. <laughs> it's clickbait thinking. <laughs> and so, and that doesn't think through things. <laughs> so, for example, when, when um, uh, I guess I better name him because he's all over the news constantly. When Donald Trump was a president, uh, I don't like naming people because it brings up uh, a lot of emotion just by itself. I avoid naming any any presidents in the book, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to bring up the emotions about it. Um, but um, when he was speaking about people in an emotional way, it triggers off other people's emotions right away, automatically. And once you get into that emotion, emotion mind, um, Marsha Linehan, who's a psychologist who talks about um, emotions in the therapy she does has identified a concept called emotion mind is when emotions take over the mind mm -hmm. and you know and then uh, what happens then is people get into their emotion mind when they're reacting to an emotional comment that Trump made or somebody else makes who's controversial or well, how can they how can they dare do that what's going on blah 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 right and then they get into this emotional sense and then they've lost their thinking yeah. they've lost yeah. their critical thinking skills or they haven't lost them I'm doing it myself. It, they're just in abeyance, okay? And so we have to then bring them back. Yes, um, we know this is going on, but we think more slowly and rationally, and we say, let's think about this in ways that can be reasonable. This is this is not a very helpful way to think, um, we would say to someone who's doing those things, thinking that way. Um, but when you get into this pure emotion, you get what happened on January the 6th. Yeah. In, in the U.S., right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and in Ottawa last uh, February. Yes. And in various places around the world yeah. um, with Brexit. And uh, you get emotional kind of decisions. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just shake my head about those things. You know, it's unfortunate. But let me also put this into perspective. I try and take a neutral stand here. Okay, I'm not favoring any particular political party or any particular movement. I think, as you said, this has been mm -hmm. going on for a long time. It went on in 2015 when um, when Trudeau was elected here in Canada. Mm -hmm. There was an, an emotional thing because they compared him to the previous person. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, there's often this contrast effect that yeah. goes on in, in politics where you vote someone different than the person you had before. 
and and, and that, that's the issue probably that's the issue because we have black and white thinking yeah. and 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 that is that is not correct and I, and both sides are responsible mm-hmm. for this and mm-hmm. so so when we get someone like trump so i i mean I, i'll be honest here i think biden is kind of like the stern father who's sometimes kind of maybe limiting but also reasonable but also judgmental in his own way yeah. And and Trump seems to be like the, the estranged brother or the crazy uncle that would say yeah. stuff and so on. But at the same time, some of the stuff that is, to be honest, and when you're looking at things in a the, in the logical way, some of the stuff is not wrong. It's not necessarily that anything that that person would say would be wrong. And that's no, something exactly. I've learned that people who uh, um, I disagree with, um, sometimes there is a, le- a certain level of agreement or at least a certain level of understanding on my part. Mm-hmm. I know why you're saying this, but this mm-hmm. is why I think you are not right. But mm-hmm. you can have your own point of view. No, but it's just the, the shutting down. It's like, no, no discourse. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, We won't talk to you. We will ban you. And, uh, and that's not helping because what it no. does is no. when you look at the cultural war, I think that this attitude is really creating more divide. And I think that the side, it's like watching uh, watching the World Cup where my team is losing. And I say like, it's, it seems like that. It seems like that because, um, because you're radicalizing things on both sides, you're losing a lot of people that mm-hmm. could be won over. And That's I right. say rather find a compromise. Exactly. Don't create more divide, find exactly. common grounds. Because when you look at it in the end, there's so much agreement in, in both parties. In the case of the U.S., both parties have so much that they actually agree on, but they're focusing on the little parts that they disagree with, and that's overblown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, a various movements out now to improve communication in, in various ways, but they are not. They haven't hit the main the mainstream yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an approach called sidewalk epistemology. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, where. Some people they can go on the sidewalk and 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 talk to people who are, um, you know, um, controversial who take extreme positions, but they talk to them in a in a very interesting, friendly way. Yeah, yes, and, right. They don't just come yeah. along and say you're wrong, you're wrong, and, and criticize them. Uh, they they have a whole approach. Now, my experience as a psychologist says. Well, why don't we incorporate that kind of stuff in psychology, in mm-hmm. therapy, and and um, but um, politically, therapy is thought of as a negative because it people think it takes that medical model approach where it finds fault in the person says they're sick. I say no, they're not sick. Uh, no, that's crazy. No, we're all equal here. Um, yeah. No, I can't say crazy because that's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm talking myself into trouble here. Yeah, uh, that's just being normal, spontaneous talk, right? Um, so, but uh, yeah, we have to be careful when we're talking. But you can talk to people in ways, and I agree with you. There's always an element of truth in what somebody is saying. Mm-hmm. And when we had the um, vaccine mandate controversy here, uh, I've written letters about this. I think the term mandate is the wrong term to mm, use right yes. right mm-hmm. because it, it puts people off it tells them you don't have any any say in the matter i'm going to tell you what to do and we as adults don't want to be talked to that way because mm-hmm. we know we have a free democracy and we can make our own choices we think but no not really because we have laws to follow mm-hmm. um so i think well 
let's change the term mandate and call it a requirement. Mm -hmm. Now, we've used that for that word for decades and we're all familiar with it. Mm -hmm. We're required to pay for our groceries. No one's saying it's a mandate, mm -hmm. but we all take it for granted. Mm -hmm. So what about um, having taking a different approach to this vaccine problem and say, well, it certainly is a, an important thing uh, to have a vaccine, to have a vaccination. We're going to point out the all the different benefits about it, and um, and and say as a result, we're making it a requirement for people to have a vaccination. <laughs> okay, and I would have no difficulty if my wife and I have had five vaccinations already, and um, so and we're not catching the flu or cold, COVID, nothing. So even though people around us are getting the various uh, ailments. Um, but who knows, maybe we still catch it. It's still, you know, one of those things that can happen. But um, I never took it as a mandate. I just thought it was common sense, <laughs> yeah. right? I just ignore that mandate part. If I reacted to it in an angry way, then that wouldn't Words work. Words matter. How you yeah. phrase things, especially it, for politicians. And that's yes. why that that crazy uncle is does not make a good politician in that no. sense of like not being diplomatic of like stoking fears and anger and so on and that is not that is works maybe for wrestling matches but it doesn't work in in, in politics and i think we, we have to also find people who are uh, adequate for the job as a politician you cannot be swayed by emotions and you should not use emotions to no, exactly. to, to get to power and to control people because yeah. emotions don't think. Yes, yes. Yeah, which is the title of my book. Yes. And yeah. um, I, I think that people, when they see the word emotions, the phrase emotions, to them, that's a soft topic. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean much. And yeah. uh, where my point is, not only is it not soft, it's not only a hard topic, but it's a critical topic. When you think of it, um, emotional contagion, negative emotional contagion has been responsible for the deaths of millions of people in world wars and various wars mm -hmm. over the years. Mm -hmm. Okay? Not to mention all the shootings that go on. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just pathetic and sad and tragic. Um, so, but, and as people then get angry about the, the shooters uh, the, the warmongers and, and the killers and say nothing good about them. And then people get caught up in these ideas, as you were saying earlier, of the divisiveness, which comes in the terms pro and con, <laughs> right? And so people are labeled pro or con, pro-birth, anti-Semitic, pro-this, yeah. anti-that, yeah. okay? Pro-Canadian, anti-Canadian. Okay, pro-American, anti-American. Well, this is ridiculous. It's a black and white thinking again. Yeah. Either this or that. But it's like thinking inside a box, and I I don't like the box. No. And, and so so when things happen, I I I this, I tend to do this. I play the devil's advocate, and I, I've talked to I've talked to people who I said you know I convinced them that there is a God, and and then when they actually convert to religion, I try the opposite of saying no, wait, wait, you know, uh, you want to yeah. rethink this. There isn't a God. But it's it's kind of like, like Socrates of like kind of stimulating thought and yeah, realizing so. what is it you really think and believe in. 
instead mm-hmm. of just following someone. And that's the right. problem with uh, right. with uh, a lot of this uh, conformity. We follow others. We want a leader to tell us what to think, how to behave, and so on. Don't do that. No. You, you can do it yourself. But yes. how can we get in touch with those emotions? I have my own methods, but I would like to know, how can we deal with those emotions so we don't fall into that trap? We're not easily led or misled in this case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What can well, we do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we have to take our own empowerment uh, upon mm-hmm. ourselves. So we have uh, the ability to feel and be empowered. Empowerment doesn't mean that we're, you know, have a lot of power or take over the world. That's not true empowerment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, empowerment yeah. Is, is kind of like an individual thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we have, everyone has an ability to influence everyone else. Yeah. And they already are doing that, whether they know it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Look at all the people who are homeless and how much influence they have just by sitting there, yeah. you know, and, and on the sidewalk in Vancouver, as you know, and, yeah. and in other cities and, and across the Canada and the U.S. It's very sad, but they have power. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the power comes in the effect that they give other people. But that will be temporary and um which is the, the problem here. So but we're giving it away. We're giving that power away. We don't realize it. We're often giving away to, to like others and we let others control us in many yeah. ways or we're led yeah. by what they think. What do they want? And I, I speak of personal experience where I think that what others think was very important to me. So I would try to please them. And mm-hmm. that was something I never say no. Whatever they say, even if it's tough, I will accept it. I have more hours, okay, I'll do it. But then in the end, I'm just hurting myself. And yes. the other person's thoughts, I can't control anyway, whether I try or not, that's their own business. And yes. it's like the serenity prayer. It's like there are things I can control and things I cannot. I cannot control what others think and what others do, but I can I can do it with myself. If no. I realize it, if I realize it, that is. <laughs> but as you say, it's not black or white thinking. Yes, it is. So yeah. it's uh, shades of gray thinking. Yes, yes, that's so right. You can persuade people. You can influence people. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that we're all influenced every day by hundreds of advertisements and logos and colors mm-hmm. and sounds and, and things like that that we hear and see all the time. Mm-hmm. So um, if we're influenced that way, and as we said earlier, even the politicians can do that and influence us to do certain things, then we do have that ability to influence others and uh, be influenced by them. But it's not complete control. We can uh, we can decide not to be influenced by someone. Um, you know, and when you think of it in common ways, we all have our favorite color. Yeah. Okay, I can see your tree behind you and all the beautiful colors on the tree there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I look at the blue and the purple that I, I enjoy and uh, makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other ones, the, the yeah, not so much, but that's okay. We all have our, our favorite uh, colors, and right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, but we can train ourselves to enjoy red and, and uh, uh, gold and other, con- other colors as well. And so... In, in life, it's the same way. We can see the positives in everything, mm-hmm. including the things that people are upset about. Emotional contagion and emotional affection will occur when people let the anger they have toward a certain action or a certain person color their whole attitude about that person. Yeah. 
There's right. a lot of judgment too. And one thing that uh, a lot of us, uh, we, we don't even realize, but one uh, term that I really uh, found fascinating was stereotype threat. So that mm-hmm. when you are interacting, let's say with a person with a minority or with a person of color, there's immediately a threat to be perceived as a stereotype of that race. And mm-hmm. that already creates tension to begin with. So that conversation will most likely not go well. Because we have all these judgments uh, that are yeah. within us, and we're not interact, we're not listening to the other person, we're not experiencing them, we're just seeing them through a filter that is actually very distorted. Mm-hmm. And going back to to some of the people who are uh, uh, again who have these extremist views, overall they're actually pretty good people. They're they're caring uh, parents, they they yeah. are caring siblings, and so on. They they help others. They're yeah. altruistic. So let's let's tap into that and just kind of find that common ground of like getting through to people instead of building on that anger and judging people. And and again, this goes on both sides. There's constant judgment, yes. and yes. I get judged too. And I'm thinking, yeah. okay, but it shouldn't affect me. One thing I really liked about there's a basketball film with I think Adam Sandler. He's training uh, this basketball player, mm-hmm. and so he would be easily swayed by emotions when they said like your mother is a so and so and so on, and then he would miss shots after that. But he trained him, and he says, okay, I'm gonna say this, but these are just words. They don't actually mean anything if mm-hmm. you don't let them. And then mm-hmm. once people would insult him, then he would be fine, and he would still score because he still had the power of overcoming that. And I see that as a way of we can really train ourselves if we are aware, if we are aware. Exactly. I like to use the analogy of a dodgeball to handle this kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. If if you're playing dodgeball, uh, the ball will hit you and bounce off you, okay? Uh, So that's not good because you haven't dodged it, but big deal. It bounces off you, okay? Noise hurt. It's just a rubber ball. Um, On the other hand, you could catch the ball and throw it back. Or you could even catch the ball and keep it and hug the ball. So the same thing can happen with emotions when they hit you. Mm-hmm. Okay, you need to learn to let, let it bounce off you. Like water will bounce off a duck's back. Okay, and that way the duck is intact. Um, so that way it's important. But if you keep the emotion, it's probably because you like to keep it. If the ball comes to you and you enjoy the feel of the ball, and you want to hold it, then somebody else is going to say, well, come on, it's my turn, my turn. So then you're being so, so selfish in a way. Um, but the point is that you can use that analogy to learn how to handle emotions. So when I'm speaking, and when you're speaking, Arash, you know, we, we can feel your emotion. Maybe you can feel mine. I don't know. But um, anyway, you can decide whether or not you want to keep that emotion, let it come into you in, in a contagious way or not. Whether you don't like it or you, you, it's not for you, then you decide not to. You block it, right? Mm-hmm. And that way it it, uh, it works out for you in ways that uh, would, be, be, would be constructive. But it's also to be open to that and saying, okay, I do have my views, but maybe something that you're saying would resonate with me and I might yeah. be open to change and go in that direction instead of like saying, fix that I got all the answers or you, you say I have all the answers, but then it, it there's again, no interaction there. And I like yeah. the, the bouncing off, but I think dodgeball is actually the, the term is wrong because the goal of the game is not to dodge it, it's actually to catch it. <laughs> that's the doll, you know. So, so that's misleading there. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Labels are often misleading. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. You call this the invisible enemy, right? So this is like yeah. all these these emotions that are driving us, yeah. um, and in the wrong directions too. And most likely, we probably don't want to go there, but because no. we're swayed, we just end up taking that wrong path. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. People don't really realize that the emotions are doing this. And um, I'm trying to raise awareness about this. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I can read a number of columns and editorials about all the various issues going on that we're talking about. I never read the word emotion in them. Mm -hmm. um, but emotion is really the problem here. And um, but because it's invisible, people don't really realize it's important. Mm -hmm. Emotion comes out in the voice and the in the um the emphasis, the tone, the pitch of the voice. Um, and uh that's important. <laughs> and so we have to be aware of that as people are speaking. And um so it's natural and normal to um feel that. But if you're aware of it, you can say, I'm gonna let that emotion bounce off me. I don't like that emotion, it doesn't fit me as a person mm -hmm. um and then we can we can handle it in a different way so in my book i talk about how to handle hate and uh demoralization and fear and all the other emotions that people deal with in a public way yeah. i have five chapters at the end about how to overcome emotional contagion and throughout my many other chapters i talk about it uh, and um, people can pick up uh, different hints there. I talk about situations that have happened in life from cancel culture to public shaming and things like that. Um, I, I So now the present term is woke, mm -hmm. right? You're not supposed to be woke. Well, I'd rather be woke than asleep. But yeah. I, I don't know why politicians haven't picked that, that part up because... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but, somehow... but but my view is slightly it's slightly different there and because for me like the emotions and when we also say this is good and bad we're judging it and the emotions have a mind of their own they have a power that uh, yes. they elude thought they elude control otherwise they you now would be happy but we can't often we're not because the emotional factor is so important so my approach has been feel the emotion go with it go into it and then what you realize is that the emotion will kind of go away on its own instead of trying to control it, because it's, again, the, 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 the crazy uncle, go with them and then feel that and then let release it, let it go. Yeah. And um, that has been liberating because once I, I practice that, the emotions don't come back anymore in that in that sense. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not that uh, that control because the, the firm control and even the term clinical has like a negative connotation there clinical yeah. psychologists right but yeah. I, would, I would think like a, a mix of both of like working together again the 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 head with the heart because the heart has its own reasons too mm -hmm. and so uh, one a crucial point is your lack of self-esteem and would you think that's an issue of thought or is it an issue of emotions or maybe is it both it's both. Yeah, okay. it's both. Yeah. So that's yeah. complicated again. So so when we try, and I, I completely agree with critical thinking, right? Uh, I, I think that's hugely important. And I think we don't have enough of it. No. But at the same time, critical thinking on its own, without the emotion, 
I find it pretty sterile and perhaps even useless because it doesn't resonate with people. You can be very logical, but it doesn't, again, with the jury, it doesn't convince the jury. You need to have a bit of both and kind of mix and match, I guess. Yeah. And that's called wisdom. When you take a combination of emotion and critical thinking or systematic reasoning, we come up with uh, sentiment and um, wisdom. And because wisdom involves, you know, kind of learning from someone's emotional experience and extrapolating that to real life and, and various situations where it can be helpful and knowing where it may not be helpful. And that's flexibility of thought. Mm-hmm. And that's that's crucial, that flexibility of thought. I agree with you. Um, the idea of, of accepting your emotion and going with it is is one I think is a lot of value in what you're saying, but and not saying acting on it though. I want to make that precise, right? So not like you know, grab the gun and go shoot people. No, but but in your space, give yourself the freedom to feel anything. If you feel a violent impulse, feel it. Don't act on it, right? So please, I want to make that very clear, right? Don't do not act on it, but Mm -hmm. feel it and give yourself that space and don't judge. And that's something I think with mindfulness we are going through where you say, I will accept any emotions that comes up, no matter how horrendous it may seem. And because we also think that we are pure and we're good. And then these like emotions come in and it's like cognitive dissonance. So like, I thought I was good, but why do I want feel like I want to kill this person? And but be okay with that feeling itself. Because it has a cause, it has a reason, it's some sort of experience that you've been carrying along. Just uh, once you do that, then you will feel relieved. And it's the, the pressure cooker, you know, it just like build and build, right. builds on steam, and then right. you lose c- control. I would suggest taking that that away from the action part and putting it into the emotional part. So mm-hmm. I want to kill that person. What that means is that you're very angry. Yes. Okay. So let's identify that anger and work at it it's okay to be angry <laughs> right it's a normal but, emotion. But, but why do you have that feeling for me it's like digging into it like why why specifically that person what is it about their comment their being right. their attitude like a kind of exploration yeah and uh, i found that that most of my fears i think pretty much all of my fears have a different background different story and once uh, i deal with that then the fear is gone yeah and and it's amazing it's magic and uh, and that's something uh, again and and uh, this is why we you you're doing your work too because there's an element of frustration too because you have something that works well i've had various people on my podcast who know that things that work well but a lot of people are not listening they're not no. paying attention no. but it does work mm-hmm. 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 exactly exactly yes it does work it's important it's crucial and uh yeah so I like what you're saying. So um, unfortunately, I think a lot of people are what I call emotion phobic. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't want to yes. deal with their emotions. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Right. And so when, when they hear the topic, they don't want to deal with that. So, um, so that's a, a concern because when you don't deal with something, it takes over. That's it. That's okay? it. Exactly. If you don't yes. deal with that snow that's coming to you. Yes. Uh, you, you're going to have problems. Have we try to, to avoid conflict, but we actually have to dive in there. It's necessary. Yes, 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 exactly. Otherwise, we get turmoil. 
And when when the politicians and the journalists and the public don't deal with the emotions that's going on and out there in society, uh, and emotions are certainly flying high and strong in the last few years, especially with the pandemic and all the uh, other issues that go out there, um, then they're not dealing with it and it gets worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so you have to identify it and talk about it and learn how to deal talk with about it. it. Yes. Yes. Which is why I'm writing my book to help people yes. do that. We're taking it out of the clinical mode mm -hmm. and putting it into the everyday public mode. Mm -hmm. Okay. And my book is groundbreaking in that way because I'm talking about a mm -hmm. psychological approach to living in society and in life. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's crucial. Now we know here that um, uh, I say in my book that no laws will help with emotional contagion. No medication will help with emotional contagion. It's true. It's something that we have to learn to handle uh, on our own. Mm -hmm. uh, laws are ways of, of uh, superimposing something from outside on us, which we don't like. Um, and medication takes away from us our ability to handle things because it affects our body in many ways and our mind. So certainly, you know, don't get me wrong, it's not all or nothing. Like you said, <laughs> laws are important, medications <laughs> are important. <laughs> so in, in this, in our society, in different ways, when we hear people say these kind of things, they say, oh, he's against medication or he's against laws. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, not at all. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. I, I think it's also like uh, traffic signs because yeah. they're there and we follow them. But if we don't follow them, they're completely useless. And yeah. I saw one moment where the uh, the traffic uh, just went down because the, the lights didn't work. They were all mm -hmm. flashing green on all sides. And the drivers were completely confused. They're like, what do we do now? So yeah. and that shows me that laws are so important because they give us some sort of guidance. It's like, okay, now this happens. Now this happens. Of course, we want to adjust them and modify them to to, again, suit better what the society wants. But they're necessary. And these rules and regulations, yes. we need to follow them because if we don't, then it's 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 chaos. And we had that on January 6th. You know, the, the, the rules are there for a reason, yes. but we can mm -hmm. modify them. We can change them in a, in a productive way, in a constructive mm -hmm. way as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yes. The rules are important. They're not personal. They're not against us. That's it. That's they it. help us. Right. Yes. yes. And, and really so, agree. yeah, yeah. So that's a good point. Yeah. Um, people are often when they're uh, against rules, then they take it personally. They think that they're being restrained. And, and yeah, I mean, when you also say limitations, putting limitations on emotions, I immediately react. And it's like, no, I don't want to put limitations, right? There's that kind of instinctive reaction. It's like, why yeah. you say, oh, mandate, as you said earlier, the, the term mandate does not, does not help. So no. it's 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 so important to realize that, but also our own reactions, and then um, find find a way of, of of managing that. I would think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. So um, allow me to get my book off the shelf, and so people <laughs> For can sure. see it. Yeah. So just just to uh, let everyone know, it's called "Emotions Don't Think: Emotional Conta Contagion in a Time of Turmoil." And uh, um, by by the looks of it, and just with our discussion, it's uh, it's a wonderful book. I, I haven't read it yet, but I will put it on my reading list. There we go. Okay. Uh, Thank you. Wonderful. Great. Thank you so much, Dr. Hutchison, uh, for for being on Rasha's World. It's been an absolute 
pleasure and um, just so much uh, insight and wisdom here that you, you've shared with the audience. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing. Okay, good. Thank you very much for having me on, Arash. I've enjoyed it. For sure. Thank you. Yeah.